Our daughter was a high school student on the East Coast. Our son-in-law was in the Midwest when they met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how did they meet when they lived 800 miles apart? The introducers. Yeah. That would be my friend Chuck and me. I was going to Chicago for the kickoff of my new youth broadcast, which included live call-in. But since I wasn't sure anybody would call the first time, I asked our producer to help me make sure we had some teenage dialogue by having a guy and a girl in the studio with me. The subject was, appropriately enough, the three lies of the dating game. So I brought my daughter. Chuck brought this cool guy from the Chicago suburbs. And my producer and I got to introduce them. No, it was not love at first sight. <laughs> but it was the first chapter in what became a lifetime love. I think he owe my friend Chuck and me big-time thanks, because in many cases, no introducer, no relationship. <laughs> I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about the hero anyone can be. You remember the person who introduced you to someone who ended up being very important in your life, like in business or romance? In a group you wanted to be in? Or ultimately, when you get to heaven someday? Oh yeah, you remember the introducers. I don't think we'll ever forget the person who introduced us to Jesus. I sure won't forget the lady who introduced a little guy named Ronnie to Jesus years ago. Hey, look, we can't all preach. We can't all sing or play. We can't all draw or write or lead impressively. But we got one gift that every person has. You've got this treasure. It's the I word, influence. Everybody's got some influence on somebody at school, at work, at home, at the club, in your family. Somewhere there's a person or people whose life you affect. It may be just one person. might be a thousand people. But you have influence over someone. The question is, what are you doing with the influence God's given you? You're supposed to be using your influence to make the introduction. Yeah, one of Jesus' disciples understood that very well. He's the quiet disciple, maybe like you. You may say, well, I'm no Peter with all his boldness and strength. Well, maybe not, but you might be an Andrew. Every time he turns up in the book of John, he's doing the same thing. Act 1 is in our word for today from the word of God in John 1, 41 and 42, right after he had met Jesus. The Bible says the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother and he brought him to Jesus. No quiet Andrew, there's no bold Simon Peter. Act 2. In John 6, the disciples are trying to figure out how to feed 5,000 people. Guess who finds the boy with the miracle lunch and brings him to Jesus? Yep, Andrew. Later, some Greeks were wanting to see Jesus. Guess who made the connection? Andrew, the bringer, the introducer. We don't know of any miracles Andrew performed. We don't know of any sermons he preached. But we sure do know about the people he introduced to Jesus. See, that's why God placed you where you are, with the people you know. You're his designated introducer. You don't have to be a great talker or a charismatic personality. You just got to do what Andrew did. Tell them what's happened since you met Jesus and how they can meet him too. Tell them about the peace you found in your stormy times, the comfort you've gotten from Jesus in your hurting times, the strength you've gotten in, in your weak times, and the security you found in your fearful times because of Jesus. Tell them about his love proven on the cross and his power proven with an empty tomb. You know Jesus and you know the person who listens to you. 
So who do you think Jesus is counting on to be the introducer? You don't have to be a Peter, but you can be Andrew. You take your friend Jesus in one hand and the person you care about in the other hand, and you be the one who brings them together. For that person you introduce to Jesus, you will be the friend they will never forget. <laughs>